There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Give it to me! Hello, everyone. I'm Molly Wood. Oh, and me. I'm Tom Give it to me. And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where just like yet another report of one of your friends getting Breakthrough Delta, we just keep on popping up. Keep on popping up week after week to keep our ears to the ground and bring you the things that are most definitely things you can trust us. We're professionals. Can I Thanks just say I was disappointed when Paramount called their service Paramount Plus. I was real disappointed when they did hit on Delta Plus. I'm like, come on. What? <laughs> Who's calling it Delta Plus? The, Did you make a, that there's up? A, there's a, no, there's another variant of Delta that's not different enough to be called another Greek letter, so it's Delta and Plus. And they're calling it Delta Plus. <laughs> that's, just, uh, that's just trend hopping. I'm that's like, just, uh, you're not even trying. Yeah, seriously. What about Delta Max? Delta Max, Max, Max. <laughs> Three X's? That would be yeah. sick. It would make it sound so metal. Delta Stream. Yeah, just, you heard that that's you know. what uh, uh, AT&T TV, which used to be AT&T TV now, which used to be DirecTV now, will now be called DirecTV Stream. Stop. No, Stop. I'm not kidding. Who's going to tell them? Uh, I feel like the whole internet probably already told them. <laughs> and they just <laughs> refused to it just, uh, Everybody just simultaneously sent them that old cartoon of Calvin <laughs> that you see on trucks all the time. Yep. <laughs> As a little sticker. Yep. If you know what I mean, then you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, speaking of the internet, uh, this is no longer a thing. But briefly, within the past week, it was a huge thing, depending on where you looked. Uh, the Red Dress song, and I'm not talking about the hit Red Dress on. Uh, this is a video from Sarah Brand, who's studying so- sociology to get a master's degree at Oxford University, uh, mm-hmm. and created a video to highlight judgmental behavior. Now, if you haven't seen the video, I recommend watching it with the sound off first. And you'll say, oh, I totally get what she's after. It's a good lady in church. Everybody's looking at her because she's with the man, probably judging her like you're only coming to church to be with that man. And every once in a while, she like turns into the same woman with a red dress acting all lusty. Right. Mm. And you get the idea of like, oh, this is what I think they see when they look at me. And it's all about judgment. Makes perfect sense. Not that controversial. Then play it with the music on. Listen to the singing. And you're like, okay, but did you really sing bad on purpose? Like (laughs) bring out more judgment? Were you just singing bad? And when everybody started judging you for it, you said, well, it is a song about judgment after all. So, ha ha. Well, it's so gotcha. hard to say. Right. But no one's really sure. Yeah. Because uh, the singing is Hilarious. not good. And Sarah Brand does not pretend it's good. She mm-hmm. says that's all part of the thing. Y'all are being judgy about the singing, just like I'm trying to, you know, highlight this culture of judgment, et cetera, et cetera. 
Wow, I 100% missed every single minute of this, and now I cannot wait to watch the video in both ways, with and without the singing. But the singing, the singing comments, although the internet is terrible and so judgy, I will admit that there is one funny comment in which somebody says she's hitting all the notes only of other songs and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes judgment is funny, which is what makes it so confusing. And honestly, whether she intended it to or not, it, I think it's really achieving her goal, right? Yes, it, exactly. it started so at least among, if you haven't heard of it, obviously it didn't work. But if you heard about it, it started a whole con- conversation about judgment and what's appropriate judgment and what isn't and authenticity and, and all of that. And that's really what she was after, which was, you know, the fact that we all are over judging. Judgmental mm-hmm. behavior hurts the world. And that's what I'm trying to bring to light with this project. Right. And hilariously, she said to the BBC, essentially a longer version of what I just said, which is like judgment sucks, but sometimes it's funny. Yeah. And she said some of it is very witty and has humorous feedback. And then there's this other part that's this judgmental behavior. Fascinating. I hope she does do a big old project on it and puts it out. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I hope she gets uh, full Good marks. for her. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go check it out. Red Dress Song. It was like, it was one of those fast things where like it was hot and white for a few hours on a day and then it just kind of. And then it was just over. Well, good catch. Good catch. Because I was off in the woods and totally missed it. Um, I am still a crazy plant lady. All that this goes, this like goes all the way back to our first episode of the relaunch the return in which I was like, I'm going to become a crazy plant lady. And as such, I feel informed to tell you that the next hot plant, like forget the fiddly fig, that was pretty, you know, cool for a while. I yeah, get it. You yeah. kept it alive. Bravo. Now it's all about the monsteras now. Oh, and don't I know it. Do you oh, tell yeah. me where uh, have you seen that? They're everywhere. Eileen. Uh, said, we should go to the nursery and look at plants. I want to get a plant like this. And it was a Monstera because uh, she was seeing it everywhere. And we go to the nursery and you can just see. Uh, first of all, I love the nursery we go to. It's it's run uh, by this guy who absolutely knows what he's talking about, but takes he brooks no BS. <laughs> and so he's very honest and direct, which I, th- I think rubs some people the wrong way. But you can see him put in the effort not to roll his eyes when Eileen oh, asked really? him about it. And uh, and he's like, well, do you have pets? And we're like, oh, yeah, we got two dogs. He's like, well, you might not want to get it then. It's not good for pets. Oh, not good for pets. Yeah. You know, a surprising number of plants are not good for pets, which I find kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't really know why the Monstera became the it plant, but it either, definitely... Yeah is the it plant. I mean, I found kind of a hilarious article that I feel like was totally SEO bait garden for indoor.com. Why is Monstera so popular? And it's like, well, it's trendy, which is a tautology. Yeah. Why is it so trendy? Because, because it's, trendy. it's trendy. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Sure. But I think it's partly because like, it looks really cool. It, you know, it's, it is a, it's a nice big plant. It's hard to find a big I think a House lot plants. of people want big plants inside as a mm-hmm. result of us spending more time inside. They don't want a bunch of little plants you have to take care of. Like, give me a big one, right? That and it sense. can really, 
And then it's really decor. Like as a style feature, it's mm-hmm. a nice big plant. And so you can really be like, oh, yeah, this is the centerpiece of my decor. It looks really cool with these like because it, it gets holes in the leaves. Right. And so, so it just different. like looks sort of neat. It's different. It's kind of like tropical looking. Mm-hmm. They say it's pretty good at cleaning the air, which most plants are. It's got monster in the name. It's got monster in the name, which is awesome. And then there are different varieties that have different colors. Like some of them are marbled or some of them have sort of like white leaves. Mm-hmm. And they are, uh, I don't know, they're huge. I mean, it's sort of like that's all there is to it. Like for a while it was fiddly figs and now it's this. We ended up with a money tree. Oh, you did? Yeah. Nice. Which I think well, is also another trend. Trendy it is trend. a little bit trendy. Yeah. That's totally true. The money tree is getting more popular. Also, I think the monsteras are, are relatively easy to care for, unlike the fiddle leaf fig, which everybody uh, likes, yeah. but then is indeed fiddly. So there's that. I mean, the um, money tree is gorgeous. And apparently these yeah. things are super expensive. Like they interviewed someone, the Huffington Post did, because in May, they literally wrote a whole article about why millennials are obsessed with the monsteras. <laughs> 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 and they said that these plants are going for like, Six, seven hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. I'm like, oh my god. Because the other thing is you if you want to get one, you want you're wanting it for decor, you want it full grown. Right. You know, buying a full grown plant is a fool's game, right? Molly, we grew up in the Midwest. (laughs) You buy the young ones and grow it yourself. Buy the young ones, you grow it yourself. It'll get big. Yep. But these these kids these days, they want everything now, now, now. Monster plant now. Monster plant, full grown, beautiful now. Uh, speaking of kids these days, uh, that that leads me to my other thing. Uh, all this hot songs these days. Not I know, I know BTS and uh, Doja Cat to the contrary. It feels like all the hot songs these days are about breakups. Uh, mm-hmm. Olivia Rodrigo dominating the charts with an entire album that's all about breakups. Every song is about like, oh, well, good for you. You're happy now. Oh, does she know that you did all those things with me before you left me and two weeks later fell in love with her? Like, those are literally the (laughs) concepts of Olivia Rodrigo's songs, which hilariously, she says she wrote most of them before she never even held a boy's hand. I don't know if that's true, but that's what she says. Uh, She just was enamored with the idea of being angry about a breakup apparently uh then you have the weekend save your tears with uh ariana grande you have bieber and kid Leroy with stay and they're all like oh man i screwed up we're broken up ah oh, it's sad the world sucks like which <laughs> i guess goes with the mood of the world right now i don't know i know i mean it's certainly you know we all know that most pop songs are either about getting together or breaking up sure it's just that it seems like right now i'm totally with you on this it seems like right now and for even maybe the last year or so like and you know let's not lie to ourselves the only reason taylor swift is famous is because of breakups exactly but it's just so on the nose like it's it's so what all of these songs are about right now and it does make me wonder if it's just because it's a winning formula or because of the moment where a lot of people did have breakups in COVID times yeah, or maybe. what. Yeah. But I actually, I attribute a lot of the current trend among these kind of like hipper, you know, artists, poppy artists to one of my new favorite breakup songs of all time, Post Malone's Better Now, which mm-hmm. I discovered I don't know, maybe two years ago, like I literally tweeted about it. I was like, this song is such a perfect breakup song. It makes me like much like um, like Leonard Cohen or something. Yes. It made me like 
a little bit wish that I was going through a breakup just so I could properly so you enjoy could experience the. You catharsis. probably think that yeah. you are better now. Oh yeah, yeah, so good. That and- save your tears song is so good. Oh, we should make a playlist. Yeah, we're going to need a playlist for this, Ben Redux. You're absolutely right. Um, I, hmm, you're, you're absolutely right. 90% of pop songs are about love, and at various times, they're either about breakups or getting together, right? Uh, although Rich, uh, our producer, says his favorite <laughs> pop songs are about maintaining vaguely unsatisfying relationships. And I responded <laughs> midstream to say, actually, I was just listening to Pearl Jam's Better Man, <laughs> which is the ultimate song about a vaguely unsatisfying relationship. Uh, so but yeah, they're usually about breakups or, or love. It just seems like we tilted towards more breakups recently. We did. And we tilted hard. Like all the top songs on the charts are like yeah. breakup songs. Or they're about dancing. With you know nothing to do with you know being right. happy in love, they're about something entirely different. So, uh, I, I, I was wondering, and this is probably way too high concept because you're probably right. It probably is just like more people breaking up because of the times we live in. But I was like, does it have a socioeconomic aspect of the breakup, especially the Olivia Rodrigo ones, are very much about being upset that someone else is happy. And you're not. Oh, maybe and there's a, there's an aspect to the world of, of like, I don't, I'm upset that you are a billionaire and I'm struggling. And that kind of is a metaphor for that breakup. Maybe. Well, or just, yeah. I mean, isn't the defining characteristic of, of Gen Z and millennials like FOMO? Yeah. Right, so right. maybe it's just, yeah, if you're, yeah. Or like being upset big. that we're not all, you know, getting the, the same break. Is is a big part of the conversation these days? Maybe yeah. I would I would be very interested to see what the what you know song themes tend to be in times of trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, does it is it common for there to be lots of breakup songs? Yeah, when you find oh. yourselves in times of trouble, does Mother Mary come to you or breakup songs? <laughs> or do you just write a breakup song? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I'm totally with you and all these songs are great and i would just like to shout out to reagan in the discord who has apparently already created and it's a thing playlist oh lovely which is awesome and these are all gonna have to go on here and it includes the soviet national anthem because our <laughs> show is hilarious <laughs> that's great and gloria that's awesome oh my goodness so good <laughs> Uh, also go listen to Post Malone's better now. Tom Waits. Tom Waits also makes me wish I was oh, going yeah, through a breakup. Master, like I'm like, I just want to drink yeah. whiskey and be sad with Tom Waits. But not really. But sometimes. Okay. This is just a straight up fun food trend. It's been around for a minute. It's not like the newest, but it has really hit trend status, thing status rather. And that thing is hot honey. Hot so honey. Boiling on the stove honey. Nope. Spicy. Spicy it, honey. It's everything is spicy time. Mm-hmm. And spicy honey, like chili infused honey. There's a brand called Mike's Hot Honey, which is delicious. And I swear if people were out having brunch, it would be a super duper brunch um, mainstay. And I would like to point out that I know this is a thing. I hear you, producer Rich. Aldi's has its own version. <laughs> 
of hot honey. By the way, that's how big it is. I was driving back from the dentist yesterday and was very upset that I couldn't safely take a picture of the semi truck from Aldi driving in front of me because I knew it would make Rich so happy, but I couldn't couldn't get it. I guess it's not Aldi's, it's Aldi. I ruined it or I said it wrong. But yes, but yeah, you chill, you can make your own chili infused hot honey, pairs perfectly with ice cream, pizza, fried chicken. I think, I suspect that. Okay. Yeah, yeah like a, a chocolate little, little ice cream ice with a little hot honey, make a Mexican hot chocolate yeah. kind of thing out of it. All right. Delicious. All right. Super good on the pizza. Yes, yeah. indeed. Fried chicken sandwich, obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honey no, it is spicy. That's very Korean. It's really nice. It's just a really, it's just a real nice uh, twist on the spicy trend. I suspect it probably became big alongside the fried chicken trend, but because of spicy fried chicken yeah. and, and yeah, that makes bit, sense. you know. And if you grew up like you and I did, I don't know. I always got honey as my dipping sauce for my McNuggets. You could so try spicy stirring honey. it into your morning cup of coffee or tea, says Better Homes and Gardens. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, it's like a, a, I've I've had a spicy a spicy hot chocolate. Is it that far off from that? I don't know. I mean, I would love it in a spicy hot chocolate. That'd be delicious. Yeah, yeah, it'd be perfect. Veggies, to make spicy hot chocolate out of. Hmm. So there you go. Get some. Spice up your next thing, no pun intended, and be like, oh, yeah, Sweet. no, it's totally a thing. Hot honey. It's Sweet a thing. and hot. That's, <laughs> Sweet and hot. What's not to love? Yeah, that's our world we live in now. Uh, we love getting your emails. Thank you for continuing to send them. Ava wrote in with another Gen X take on the Sunday Scaries, writing, I listen to your show every week so that I can keep up with my 16-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know oh man, how that's a lot that of pressure, but okay. Thank you. Ava. <laughs> uh, as I was listening, Molly mentioned the Sunday scaries, and I am an older generation. I was in college in the eighties. We called that feeling the Sunday weirds. Totally a thing for life. Thanks for a great wow. show. I like it. The Sunday weirds. That is awesome. Yep. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. Keep it coming. Vince wrote in with more about the Sunday scaries. We all were like, oh yeah, definitely. Just to show my age, says Vince, by having nineteen and twenty five year old daughters, scare Sunday scaries being said by people in their mid twenties makes it more of a Gen Z term. Well, they are the people right on the cusp as 1996-1997 are the most common years that people use to say when Gen Z starts. So they are 25. That age means the first waves of these kids are new to the corporate world post-college. And so the feeling is indeed new to them. Millennials started college about when Office Space was released in 1999 with the then newly defined term the Mondays. They just got well actually by Vince. All right. Incredible. Well done, Vince. And he says, as always, love the show. Keep up the excellent things, buddy. Uh, thank you, Vince. No, no. Thank you, sir. And uh, Manny is back with a thing. First off, just went, want to start with a mild content warning. This email is in the same vein as the daddy one previously. <laughs> thank you, Manny. <laughs> Appreciate appreciate the trigger warning. Uh, With that out of the way, I present to you aggressive self-care, telling someone to drink water, eat food, etc., but either doing it aggressively or in a way that suggests a power dynamic. This is where the content warning comes in, as this type of thing often occurs in dominant, subordinate-type relationships, dom-sub-type relationships. If you don't know what that is, don't look it up. But yeah, telling people to take care of themselves, total thing. Drink some water. Uh, I mean. You can't be uh, <laughs> mad at me. I'm telling you to do something to take care of yourself. I can't confirm the dom sub, dom sub part of it, but I can. Con- I mean, which although that does make perfect sense. Like, and hence makes the daddy health, warning so make perfect well, sense. Yeah, yeah. Yes, totally. But in terms of 
like hectoring people to take care of themselves and make better choices and drink more water and the way. Well, yeah, 100% because we've become absolutely obsessed with self-care, which frankly, I think we might want to start to think of as other care instead. Like maybe that would make us feel better because it makes you feel better to do nice things for other people and not just yourself all the time, America. But also I definitely do this. I definitely <laughs> do. Like I have that, I have like those two friends who complain all the time about right. like they're so busy and they're so tired and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's because you need a calendar time for yourself during your day and then go to bed early with CBD oil or whatever it is. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Rich I, asks, are Dom relationships in reference to Fast and Furious? I, I would imagine it's all about family. So, yeah. You know, oh, my God. You want your family I'm, members to take care of themselves. I finally did watch F9 and I am sorry. That franchise is done. It's done. <laughs> it's huh? hilarious. Oh, God. It's horrific. Uh, then Chris left us a very special voicemail that arrived just as we were recording last week. And we are happy to play it now. Hey, Tom, Molly, and Rich. I was uh, walking through the aisles of Trader Joe's and I had to pull my cart over to the side and stop and write down a few notes because I was agreeing so much with a bunch of things that you're all saying in these past few episodes. Millennial dread is a real thing. As a millennial, I can uh, attest to this 100%. There were many times during 2020 where I had to just get off of the internet because I couldn't. I couldn't take it. It was just too overwhelming. I felt like the world was going to end every single day. Uh, I guess I just don't have that Gen X conditioning that you two <laughs> have built up over the years uh, to where it just was. It, it was a lot. So I agree 100 percent that that is a thing. Uh, also, Molly, I believe you mentioned poor sleep for like us millennials and Gen Z. That is definitely a thing. I'm one of the few people in my friend group that uh, actually sleeps well. So many of my friends go sleep at like three in the morning and have horrible sleep habits. Uh, I even saw in my Spotify playlist, uh, Alicia Cara, she had a song called Sweet Dream and it was about how bad, how bad her sleep is. So yeah, that is definitely, definitely 1000% a thing. Uh, and then also calling the pandemic by other names. I, I, I've seen that over and over again. I've seen people call it like the panorama, <laughs> anything but pandemic, just because I think people are just so tired. It's been a long time. So yeah, I mean, three for three, those were uh, amazing calls right there and uh the last thing was do i need to reach out to remy about the the book are we coordinating together do we work with you all uh are we just going to alternate chapters just want to know all right thanks guys i love the podcast uh, and look forward to it every week i'm like oh my gosh so riveted and so delightful uh Chris, uh, Chris wins. Chris wins the week. Uh, I mean, great comments. All the comments were good, but then the view, right? right He scored it. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, wait, did we score him or did he score himself? That was from him. Oh, Chris, you really get us. (laughs) That is amazing. Uh, Oh my God. Bravo. Ooh, ooh, this is going to be good. This is going to be a good book. It's going to be a good book. We have some matchmaking to do. Between uh, Remy and Chris. <laughs> Rich said, how do you, I tried to edit it, but how do you cut down that voice? You can't, you do not, you can't no, you don't mess you with do it. You do not. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it that, that basically like Fordo, Chris has the lifetime pass to send us the longest voicemails he wants. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Also Ben Redux uh, says, yeah, sure. The pan pandemic Demi. <laughs> Wait, which said it me. 
Now I need clarification. I know. I want to know also. Did Rich put the music in or was it from Chris? Yeah. Oh, oh Rich he did put it. In the yeah, he scored him. He scored him. Okay. There we okay. go. Well, still, still. well done, sir. Well freaking done. Speaking of Rich, have to give Rich a raise. our producer, mm-hmm. he creates the shout outs every week. Yes, he does. And the shout outs, by the way, are only uh, where they're our favorite part of the show and they are only possible thanks to those of you who support us at the shout out level at patreon.com slash it's a thing where every week you get a shout out by name, carefully constructed by one producer rich. And this week, based on the data sheet for FOMAPAN 400 action black and white film. Okay. Well, here we go then. <laughs> Benjamin Forrest is a panchromatically sensitized black and white negative patron designed for taking photographs under unfavorable Lee price conditions or using short exposure times. Kevin Sill meets high requirements for low granularity, good resolving power, and good Eric Duncan sharpness. Jake Woods has a nominal speed rating of ISO 400, but due to its wide exposure latitude, the film gives good results even when overexposed by one GC, one Gabriel Cohen, as ISO 224, or underexposed by two Joe Hood without any change in processing, i.e. without lengthening Louis St. Amour or increasing the temperature of Mike Aikens. To make prints or enlargements, James C. Smith-type enlarging papers are recommended. However, all sorts of black-and-white enlargement papers can be used. Can be used. Can, can be used. Can, can be, be used. used. <laughs> I feel like I should be a, a vinyl record of this skipping at the end. Uh, that was amazing. That was amazing. You could be immortalized in one of these shout-outs, my friends. Just uh, back us at the shout-out level, patreon.com slash it's a thing. And give us a reason to keep sending this man to more and more and more obscure heights, depths, heights. I'm going with heights. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Such actually, to everyone who supports us at patreon.com slash it's a thing. We are so grateful you put our butts in the chairs every week. And frankly, it improves the mood for us and everyone around us. Indeed. Indeed, it does. Keep those things coming, folks. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. See you next week. Bye. Bye. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.